So, hello and welcome back to Motorsport this week. Today, I'm joined by Alex. Say hello, Alex. Hello. And Jesvin. Say hello, Jesvin. Hello. And we're going to be going over uh, Saudi Arabia and Grand Prix preview. So, we have an exciting weekend ahead of us as Formula One returns to the fastest street circuit on the calendar for the third time. This uh, track is famous for that battle between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton on that fightful day that put both title contenders on equal points. Jez, I can see you smiling. Do you have anything? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the, the, that, that race in 2021 was a little bit, from a Max Verstappen fan perspective, a little bit of a, an iffy one from Max. <laughs> I'm, I'm still maintaining the fact that Lewis drove into him on that on that back stretch. Nope. I'm still maintaining nope. the fact that was not Max's fault. He slowed down enough to go around him. Yeah, I mean, that with that happening, it set up the finale perfectly. And uh, obviously, we know what happened in the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to need to remind you again. And this track is also famous for that game of uh, DRS Chicken last year, that great battle between Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc. So, boys, how are we feeling about going into this weekend? Yeah, I'm very excited, though. I'm, as you can tell, I'm really excited for <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Credit, um, I'd imagine Max is going to run away with it again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, we'd like to hope that he doesn't, and hopefully Perez keeps anything like you said, Lewis, last year, DRS chicken. Uh, so if Perez can try and keep in the first few laps with Verstappen, this is taken that Verstappen does put it on pole, which I'm, I'm going to say that he probably will. He'll be a, a rebel one two qualifying if, you know, uh, Bahrain a couple of weeks goes to go by. So hopefully by third lap, Perez is still within DRS and can just keep, just have that little battle because I can't see anyone else getting near the Red Bulls, to be honest with you. Jez, what do you think? And if any surprises for this weekend, possible Fernando win, will Ferrari bounce back? Jez? Well, I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to see how well that um, Mercedes engine goes in a straight line. Obviously, the Red Bulls just like by far and away the best car on the grid. <laughs> Like, and the fact they've got more upgrades coming, which means that the car is can go even faster. We saw we saw how um, in Bahrain the engines were turned down for the Red Bulls, so they could have gone even faster in Bahrain. Uh, this will be a this is going to be a hard race, like because obviously it's the fastest track on the F1 calendar, as you said already, Lewis. Um, I don't see any, anyone breaking that Red Bull front row, like. If it is going to be anyone, I reckon it will either be Leclerc or Alonso. Yeah, that will do something to get on that on that front row. You um, know, if you look at last year when Ferrari finished one two in Bahrain, they bluffed us. They, you know, finished second in the championship barely by this much. But you know, have Red Bull bluffed us again, or you know, is it going to be Red Bull domination again? I- I don't think you can really say it's a bluff when they win by forty seconds. To be quite honest <laughs> with you, was it? Wasn't it? I can't. If I can't really quite remember last week, was Verstappen in second when his uh, when his when he broke down last year? Or was it? Was it? Verstappen last year in Bahrain. No, Verstappen was in second because Charles Leclerc was because they had the great battle, didn't they? And then Verstappen. So it wasn't like Ferrari dominated that Bahrain Grand Prix mm. like Red Bull did last last time out so I mean if it was a bluff it was a very big bluff and like like saying like Jez said and what I've said I just I really can't see any, anything other than a Red Bull 1-2 again to be quite <laughs> honest with you another great weekend by the looks of it 
Definitely. So moving on, worries about Lewis Hamilton as it's just came out that uh, Mercedes didn't did not listen to him at all when he expressed his concerns about the car. You know, could this be Mercedes turning them turning the the back on Lewis, or you know, could it just be a genuine mistake on Mercedes' part? Me first. Oh, okay. I'll, t- I'll take the reins <laughs> on this one then. <laughs> There's a little bit of size. It's okay. Um, I think this is just a genuine mistake because there's there's no way that you ignore a seven-time world champion who's had the wealth of experience that Lewis Hamilton's had in a race-winning car. You can't just you can't really just turn your back and ignore what he has to say towards car development. Like, are you really going to listen to George Russell for car <laughs> development over a over a seven-time world champion, like maybe there's parts of the car that Lewis wanted on the like Lewis wanted sorting out, but the team didn't listen, so that it could like maybe evenly balance the car, so that both George and Lewis could race equally as well or closer to each other. But I don't think Mercedes are turning their back on Lewis just yet. Like yeah, after having such a dominant period where Lewis and Mercedes were by far and away the best team driver on the grid. They can't just like turn back like that. I, I, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work in my head like that. So, Alex, going to you, what do you think? Well, like Jez said, you can't see them. You know, like you said, it's one of the best partnerships you know, the F1 has really ever seen. Is it Lewis-Mercedes? Obviously, he took a risk, then he going back. Well, not going back, but going to Mercedes back in 2013. So you'd have to imagine they won't be turning his back on him just yet. But is it, am I right in saying that his contract runs out at the end of this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact, again, the fact he hasn't signed that, and like obviously if Mercedes yeah. are struggling, you know, as the season goes on, there will be a lot of speculation about where Hamilton goes next. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't, I can't see him leaving Mercedes though. To be quite honest with you, mate, like Toto said, that he's going to get Lewis's eighth championship, which. This year, it's not gonna, it's not looking likely at all with, with where Mercedes are. But I, I can't see them turning their back on Lewis. To be honest with you, I think he's he's built up enough uh, credibility in that team to have a very valid opinion. You'd have to say. Yeah, definitely. But the thing is, he could be delaying it to assess other options. But you know that sounds pretty stupid when you think about it because where else where else would Lewis go? He's not gonna he's not gonna get into you know, Red Bull because Christian Horner hates him. He's not going to get into Ferrari because there's no availability at Ferrari. He'd go to like, you know, a backmarker team that has a chance of becoming a top, you know, a top contender. Like Alonso, like Alonso last last year, he took a big risk. Someone in that, you know, Aston contract as soon as a uh, Sebastian Vettel retired, but you know, it's paid off for him because. You know, he got he got the team's first podium since Baku 2021. But um yeah, I just wanna I just wanna go and uh talk I just wanna move on and talk about the Ferrari blunder at you know Bahrain. You know, could this be Charles Leclerc's last year at Ferrari? Like Jez, what do you think? See, we've we, this 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 has come up the I mean, yeah. quite a few times on our podcast, whether this is Charles Leclerc's final year at Ferrari. But I'm right in thinking he is until 2024. 2024. The but the thing yeah, is, there'll be a buyout. Yeah, of course, there'll, there'll definitely be a buyout. There's there's usually a buyout in everyone's contract, isn't there? 
in this day and age. But as for Charles Leclerc's final year at Ferrari, I don't think it is going to be his final year. Like, this is what his second season with a proper competitive car. I'm discounting 2019 because that was an illegal car. So this is this is the second proper season that he's had in Ferrari where he's got a car to contend for the championship. Like, I mean, we've seen how long Max uh, stuck with Red Bull despite not giving a proper championship winning car until 2021, and that's paid off. And now he's got he's flew off into the distance with how with how good he's been and uh, how good Red Bull have been. It's a it's a learning process, and I think Leclerc. Having had Ferrari back him the whole way through his entire career, it would be it would be pretty petty of him if he was to yeah. turn his back on Ferrari just yeah. like that. If they, in what is, is as I said, his second proper season with a a proper car to fight for a championship, it would be pretty petty of him to to turn his back on that. Definitely, definitely, and I, I you know, saying that sounds stupid, but it's just it's just a talking point. But the next thing I want to talk about is uh, Ferrari seem to be imploding from the inside. You know, there's a fire at Maranello, if you will, uh, because David Sanchez have, have reported, has reportedly left the team and uh, he was ahead of vehicle concept. Uh, you know, Lauren Meekes, I, I don't know how to say that name, or I'm, I'm probably butchered it, and uh, Enrico Cardillo, who is a uh, and they're both the racing director and the head of chassis, respectively, leaving. But oh, that leaves no one to work on the 2023 car and future future cars. You know, what do you think of that lot? Like, are Ferrari gonna be a really bad team this year because of all the uh, because of all the departures? I wouldn't say they're gonna be a bad team because they've done, they've got pace. They had pace at Bahrain, didn't they? I, I think it just all depends. It's more on terms of the strategy side and whether that's gonna just implode like it did last year. It just always feels like there's something happening at Ferrari, which obviously with them being like the biggest team in F one, there's no doubt about that. And the biggest fans, biggest fan base and stuff. There's yeah, always there's definitely. more pressure. There's more pressure than any other team on Ferrari to deliver. And when they don't, it's ten times bigger than any other team, the pressure that they're under. So like last week, Leclerc um, DNF in the like the amount of like scru- scrutiny they're getting as like a team and stuff like it's like oh it's more of the same Ferrari is it going to keep on going so even going into this weekend there's pressure and there will be pressure going into the season in terms of the Claire like Jez was saying him saying you just can't see him leaving Ferrari just yet it just feels like that's meant to be Ferrari Charles Leclerc with you know he's been there a few years now uh, the only other option which would be interesting going into the future would be maybe Leclerc in that Mercedes seat. And Ferrari, they're taking Lewis Hamilton, which I, I that would literally be my, my dream partnership. Hamilton, <laughs> Ferrari, get get Vettel back, second driver, perfect partnership. <laughs> all three of them be amazing. Yeah, we can all dream, we can all dream, can't we? But um, yeah. you know, Charles Leclerc has been reportedly seeking out a personal chat with uh, Ferrari's pre- president, John Alcon. Maybe, maybe about his contract. I don't know. Jez, what do you think about it? Well, I'm 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 not too clued up on this whole uh, personal chat that you're you're speaking about. So I don't I don't really know what to make of it. Like, is it about his contract? Maybe it could be, but as I said before, I don't see it. I don't see him like wanting to leave this like at this point in his career. Because, okay, right, 
maybe he could get that Mercedes seat. But then if he doesn't get that Mercedes seat, what what does he do? He can't really go back to Ferrari. He'll, <laughs> he'll come back with his tail between his legs. He's not. It, it won't be a good look if he doesn't go to a to either Mercedes or Red Bull. And let's face it, I don't think I, as much as it would be incredible, I don't think Red Bull would allow a Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc driver partnership <laughs> to to happen. As much as that would be unbelievable to watch, uh, that just wouldn't happen. Leclerc. He, if he if he has a good race in mind, he'll stay put and stick it out with Ferrari in the long term. Like Alex said, it's 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 meant to be. It's like it's like a match made in heaven for them. Definitely, and uh, I don't see I don't see Charles Leclerc being a number two driver. Uh, so moving on, Lando Norris, he's in a bit of a bit of a pickle with uh, McLaren. Obviously, it's still early days. It's a long season ahead, but you know, do you see him sticking around if he's made a better offer uh, from another team maybe maybe he goes in the number two number two driver in a Red Bull or you know do, do you do you see him being a number two driver or no I'm going to ask I'm going to ask that to Alex because he hasn't spoken in a while I, I mean I, I don't really think he's definitely not a number two driver we've seen his quality and especially I can't remember 2020 and 2021 he was really you know, he's getting podiums like fairly considerable. Should have had a race win, obviously in Russia, didn't quite work out because of strategy. But he's he's definitely not a number two. He he's good enough to be a number one. It just depends where. Like I can, there's no real options like we've discussed with Charles Leclerc. Like he's not going to go to Red Bull and be number one because Max is obviously the best driver. He, if he goes to Mercedes, who if you're partnering with George, if you're partnering with Lewis, he's not. Is he as good as them too? Like obviously, if Lewis is still there, Lewis is always going to be number one at Mercedes. Ferrari, even at like Charles Leclerc, he's been there. You know, they, there's nowhere really for him to go where he'd be number one. So I think at the minute for him, it, it is best off. His best option is to stick with McLaren because we've seen him like build up, you know, go through the grid as uh, the regulations you know, go more advanced into the years. Like so, uh, uh, was it 2014? They were near the back of the grid, yeah. and obviously they yeah. built built that car up, you know, and obviously towards the end of the new regulation before. The new regulations came in. Yeah, you know, Mercedes and McLaren were one of the top four or five teams on the grid. So I think he'd be not stupid because obviously there there are better options. But I think if for him to go and move to be a second driver, it wouldn't be. I can't see that happening. To be quite yeah, honest, because it it would it would be it would be a bad move for Lando Norris. Obviously, he's gonna if he's made enough of bold Red Bull or Ferrari teams like that, he's gonna be put in a car that can actually win races but you know as we've seen I don't think Lando Norris is capable of winning a race because you know he put it on pole he was in you know prime position for his first win but you know strategy errors and driver errors caused him to you know not win a race but obviously he's going to be in he's going to be in a white in a race winning car if he goes to Red Bull but you know, a championship winning car as a number two driver, I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, I, I agree with you to some extent. Obviously, in Russia, it was his fault, wasn't it? He decided yeah. to stay out. But I mean, I, I do think if Lando, because he was very, he wasn't too experienced. I think the more years he spends in F1, I think if you do put him in that situation again, he'll make the right decision and obviously come out as a race winner. But I, I don't know if they, Lando has spoke about this before. There's apparently, there was always, even at a younger age, there was always a conversation between him and Christian Horner about becoming a Red Bull Academy driver. 
So maybe there's a, that could in the future depends what happens with Max. But like, I just as a second driver, sure, I can't see him. I do think if he's given the right car, you know, in the right moment, he could. He, there's not many drivers on the grid, but he could win a world championship, and that's a bit of a hot take. But I do think he is a good driver. Like he's he done well in McLaren like when McLaren weren't a top team. Well, they obviously they weren't top top team, but. He's still good at getting the best out of the cars at the end. You saw last year, obviously, I know Ricardo. Was it really Ricardo was that bad? It was just Norris so much better than him, or was that really that big of a gap between them two? Because Ricardo's a race winner as well, and obviously he was tipped to be a world championship world championship driver when he was at Red Bull. So I think Lando Norris, he definitely he is a strong driver, and hopefully one day he will win a race. Yeah, I think I think if Lando went to Red Bull or a team like that, I think the same uh, situation, he would find himself in the same situation as Daniel Ricciardo, just being a number two driver, uh, uh, you know, behind this star boy. I know Lando Norris is painted out to be a star boy, but, you know, drivers like Charles Leclerc, drivers like Max Verstappen have so much star power. I, I just don't, you know, bit of a hot take. I just don't see him being able to win a race, let alone a championship. But wow. It's two very I've... different shouts from me and Lewis there. Not <laughs> <laughs> the world championship driver you've just got for not even winning a race. It's the complete polar opposites. But I've got, I've got, I I just wanted to chip in just before you moved on there, Lewis. Um, do, do you possibly see it in, or just envision a situation where Lando goes to Mercedes and then swaps with Lewis who goes back to McLaren like as, to, to wind down his career? I'm just... I was thinking back because I was this was coming up to my mind when we were talking about uh whether Lewis should be assessing his options. I was thinking to my to myself, could he could he maybe go back to McLaren just to relive the glory days? Because you said like Fernando Alonso took a big risk going backwards to Aston Martin to and now he's already trying to he's already proving all of us wrong with how fast that Aston Martin is. Do you reckon if Lewis maybe went back to McLaren, they would have somewhat a similar or even a better race car for him because obviously Lewis is much better than Fernando he's got the pedigree he's got the experience and Lando Lando would be in a top team competing with George for race victories world championships is that do you not in, envision that sort of a scenario happening oh man I, I don't see it happening in a million years but you know wow it it could be that situation that McLaren gets it absolutely right next year and just, you know, win every race. Oscar Piastri beyond beyond Lewis Hamilton every race, one two. But personally, I just don't see it happening. What about you, Alex? Uh I mean, if say if that did happen, Norris goes to Mercedes. Imagine drivers like Nick DeVry, Ocon, who are part of that Mercedes. Ocon is still a part of that Mercedes thing, am I right in saying? Like imagine how they're gonna feel, because they're like it almost feels like they're the ones who are going to take that next step. Obviously, Russell did that a couple of years ago. So you'd have to just imagine, like, what is the point of having that category of drivers? Like, well, obviously, Nick DeVries only in his first season. Like, Ocon, like, is he going to ever get a chance if, like, they're just, like, looking elsewhere instead of, like, Ocon, who's been in F1 for quite a few years and obviously had that year out? Would he, like, be, he would be upset, I'd have to imagine, if he was not given that chance to go and prove himself in a top team. Was uh, Obviously, Norris, it would work out as um, I'd imagine it'd be a very good partnership anyway and obviously like Lewis back at McLaren that'd be an interesting watch wouldn't it I think we'd 
definitely enjoy that one going back uh, to 2008 World Championship. Maybe get the eighth there, <laughs> go full circle. Yeah, exactly, be yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it would be a really nice situation. But I think I think we're absolutely, you know, dreaming of that scenario. But moving on, the MotoGP season starts next week in uh, Portimao, which happens to be one of my favourite tracks as Francesco Bagnoia looks to defend his title on that Ducati after his incredible comeback in the championship that saw him clinch, clinch the driver's title by 17 points from rival Quattararo. I don't know if any of you saw it, but that was an epic last race in uh, Valencia uh, where Quattararo was presented with a, you know ultimatum that he had to win the race if he wanted any chance of winning the season, the Drivers' drivers Championship. But uh, Banyoya brought it home in ninth place to, you know, gain the championship. And uh, fun fact for you, he's become the first uh, Italian driver, Italian rider to win the uh, championship since the famous Valentino Rossi in uh, 2009. So uh, MotoGP wow. starts up on the 24th of March. The first race being on the twenty sixth of March, so in you know two weeks, so we're probably gonna probably gonna do a review of that. So you know, stay tuned for that. And uh, oh, I was just gonna say uh, that, that's a week where we don't have F one. So exactly, I mean, there'll be there'll definitely be more attention going towards MotoGP. I hope. I mean, I've watched a few races, like a few race highlights from twenty twenty two, and uh, they were crazy. I think it was twenty twenty two. Austrian Grand Prix, where it suddenly went from wet, from dry to wet, and everyone was like scrambling towards the the very end of the race to put the to switch to the wet bikes, and then some people stayed out and almost messed it up. But then Brad Binder came home for the came home for the win, like out of absolutely nowhere. Like it, it is a brilliant motorsport to watch. Like, I mean, this is this is this is just coming from me watching the highlights. Like, I'm not an avid viewer of MotoGP. I don't know if I, think, I don't know if Alex is. Well, I'm pretty sure Lewis is an avid follower of MotoGP. I mean, yeah, I think it is a brilliant. In one. terms of my uh, MotoGP experience, I think playing the game is about as far as it gets for me. <laughs> and I think all I do is about two corners because I don't know how to steer the bike. So, <laughs> see, Lewis, you're gonna have to inform me a little bit of this, and then uh, maybe I'll watch the first race in Porto Mayo, and that'll be the start of a. Uh, MotoGP super fan, maybe. Definitely. <laughs> what I like about MotoGP is it's a lot closer racing. Lot with F1, it's usually you know Max Verstappen <laughs> running away with it <laughs> on the first lap, being not two seconds clear. But they actually follow each other into every corner, and you know just because someone's pulled a move in one corner doesn't mean the other driver on the receiving end of that move can can't. Pull it back, but anyway, in other motorsport news, yeah, Jason Button uh signs a NASCAR deal consisting of three races. In uh, the first one being in Texas on the twenty sixth of March. I don't, I don't know if I'm wrong. Don't quote me on this, but I believe that is at the Circuit of the Americas. And uh, the next one being the inaugural. I don't know if I've said that right. Chicago race, uh, Chicago street race. Sorry on the 2nd of July and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, road course on the 13th of August. Obviously, Jensen Button is most famous for winning that uh, 
championship in style with a one-hit wonder Braun GB team in uh, 2009. Can he do anything in NASCAR? Alex, I'm going to ask you. I mean, I'd like. I'm. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say I watch NASCAR religiously, but I mean, I'll. I'll guess I'll look out for the Jensen Button results. Is like he's quite a likable guy. I'd say I, I'd like to see him do something because it's nice to see someone that you growing up. Obviously, first few experiences of watching F1, Jensen Button was always there. He's been on telly now for however long. We don't. I, I can't remember how long he's been on it for. To be quite honest with you. But I would, yeah, I guess I'd like to see him do well. He's not, I'm guessing he's not been racing for a few years, so it might take him a little bit to to get up back up to racing speed. But I'm sure an ex F1 driver could do some uh, interesting stuff in NASCAR. Hopefully, if Jensen Button wins. It'd be nice to see him back winning, I guess. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Jez, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're, you're, you're rooting for Jensen Button. I don't know if, I don't know if either of you are aware of this, but uh, in that same race for, uh, for Texas on the 26th, was announced that Kimi Raikkonen is going to be racing in it oh, in NASCAR. Yeah. So Kimi getting back behind the wheel. Uh, I'll I'll be definitely looking forward to see Kimi behind the wheel. Kimi and Jensen racing again, like it's the the old days of F one. It's it will be it will be good to watch. Like I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a NASCAR fan. I'm the, I'm the very first person to say I'm not a, not a fan of NASCAR. I much prefer IndyCar to NASCAR. But with these ex drivers being going stateside and trying their hand at NASCAR. Uh, a couple of these drivers have already had NASCAR experience. Obviously, Kimmy's had Na- NASCAR experience from last year. Uh, it's, it would be good to see that sport grow in popularity overseas to people like us who are mainly focused on F1. And it will give us like a a good view on what it what it is like out there stateside, how different it is to F1 and how maybe, maybe we can become fans. Like maybe this... This race in Texas will be the the uh, NASCAR super fan inside of me coming out and getting ready to watch it every every other weekend. Well, we've got a good weekend of uh, racing action to look forward to, don't we? When there's no F1, bit of MotoGP followed by NASCAR. Yeah, what's there not to love, really? <laughs> we're watching them all. Definitely, absolutely, definitely. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, guys, that's all we have time for today. So we'll be we'll be back next Friday. Uh, with a wrap-up of the uh, Saudi GP and all all the stuff that surrounds that. So, bye. Ta-ra. Bye.